Welcome! I'm Roxanne Spring, your personal midwife after hours, celebrating and promoting wisdom and power in pregnancy, birth, and beyond. I am so freaking excited you're coming back to the Pacific Northwest. Well, technically you're in the Pacific Northwest, but you're yeah. coming back to our neck of the woods, which makes yeah. me so happy. And I'm so delighted that we get to sit together today and see each other for the first time in a long time via Zoom. But nevertheless, it's so good yeah. to see you. I love you, my I am dear. So Thank excited to be sharing time with you as well. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so I don't have it all forecast, as you know. It's just like yes. we are working together <laughs> and just going for where we go. And we yes. have gone some places together. We have done some things together. We've known each other for good heavens since um, 2011. 2014. 14. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a delightful, <laughs> delightful time that we've been able to share and support each other through many, yeah. many things with your journey. But how about, though, if you begin with your journey to midwifery, how you got there, yeah. where you are now, and wherever <laughs> else you want to share with us? Yeah, um, I started on my path to midwifery, I would have to say, you know, as a child, when I really wanted to work with bodies, and I thought I was going to be a doctor, <clears throat> because both my maternal grandparents were trained as medical doctors. Um, and the idea of being a nurse at all was kind of frowned upon by their era. So when I got to college, I had this kind of whole different chain of events happen and I fell in love with my ex-husband and we got pregnant early on. So I was introduced to this world of pregnancy and that really sparked in me this desire to work with pregnant families. So I started as a doula and it is supporting people through their you know birthing process and then i gathered what i call birth wisdom i became a lactation consultant a childbirth educator prenatal yoga instructor all with the hope of going back to school at some point to pursue midwifery and i chose the nurse midwifery path because I realized that at the time in Washington State, the direct entry or licensed midwives weren't, you know, um, the more women's health care wasn't under their purview as far as their licenses went. And it, it didn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to me because to me, midwifery is, you know, with women, it's, be, it's doing it all. Yeah. So I was like, well, I have to be able to do it all. <laughs> so I went the nurse midwifery route and that's what I've been doing ever since. And I, yeah, I went back to school and got my bachelor's in nursing 
And then I went and got my master's in nursing and was able to practice as a midwife. And then I was like, well, hey, I might as well get my doctorate too. So, <laughs> so I went back and got my doctorate in nursing and um, <clears throat> really was blessed to have you take me under your wing and really mm -hmm. mentor me um, as an out-of-hospital midwife, which was so important and is important to me because... Um, as you're aware, the hospital system in America is fraught with so many different layers of non-health. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's a it's a difficult Indeed. place to be as a person with a heart for health in all, you know in all of its different layers. Um, so yeah, getting to practice in the community was such a blessing, and I'm hoping to go back to that at some point. It's just hasn't been the way that my life has gone recently. Yeah, you had a bit of a side journey. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, it's taken you geographically to many different places, and yes. you've had an opportunity to view uh, birth uh, as, a, as a midwife and, and also supporting birth in hospitals as yep. a, an, a, a, a real amazing advocate for women as a as a Thank nurse you. at the nurse yes. level and we yes. cannot under underestimate the amazing experiences that you have provided for so many women that have been in the hospital it's it you and i both know it's hard very hard yes. to hold that sacred space for yes. birth for yes. especially birth in the in the woman being the one birthing yes. that's what's the yeah. hard part it's it's yeah it's sometimes it feels almost impossible mm -hmm. um and it really depends on the people in the room right it does um and what as a travel nurse and you know 2019 to the beginning of 2020 before covid happened um I I did get to see birth in different places, you know, a couple of hospitals on the East Coast as well, and in the South, which was very interesting. Um, and practices are still very different. And, you know, as you know, obstetrics in America is one of the least evidence-based practices. Um, yes. And, you know, not that science and evidence are the be-all and end-all of anything, mm. but they're it, particularly in an environment where what you're doing is so based on, you know, quote unquote, based on science and evidence, because it has to be managed at some level, right? There are so many people with so many hands in the pot um, and so many people with What's the word I'm looking for? So many people who have some skin in the game for what the outcomes are. And by that, I'm, I mean, it's mostly economical and financial. Um, so there have to be a lot of boxes that are checked and a lot of, a lot of checklists and, mm -hmm. you know, and all of that has to come from somewhere. And one would hope it would be based on, you know, evidence that these are things that work and yes. these are things that help outcomes and be improved. But unfortunately, it's really hard for that to happen in the United States for some reason. 
Um, and even more, unfortunately, Roxanne, and I know you know this, but I, I know a lot of people don't, is that what we're doing in America, the technocratic model, you know, where more technology is better, is being spread throughout the world. And, and along with that spread are our poor maternal outcomes being mm -hmm. spread as well. Um, because as you know, the United States has some of the worst maternal outcomes of any industrialized nation. And that's horrendous, right? Because if you ask people, you know, anywhere, you know, how is healthcare in America? Oh, it's the best. We have access to all these things. And yeah, we have access to a lot, but it's not making people better. And in particular, it's not helpful to pregnant and birthing people. Exactly. Especially if they're people of color. Which even more so, right? Disturbing. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. was even more prominent, I would imagine. Well, I don't know. Where was that more prominent, the difference of care? Just because you've had a You know what? I would say it's everywhere. It, it is. Yeah. It is everywhere. Um, and the, it's the lack of awareness of it mm -hmm. that's, that can be really frustrating. And I think definitely when I was in the more southern state and a little small community hospital there, like, People just, it, it was, they didn't have a problem, like, just being overt in their biases um, and racism mm. in particular. Mm. And, like, mm. when people would say things out loud to me, and I was like, all right, I'm not in the Pacific Northwest anymore. Mm. And it was Definitely. just normal. Yeah. Oh. Mm. But as, as blatant and painful and really gross as that is, I don't think it's really any different than the the places where, you know, like Boston, where you think people were more progressive and they would say that they were, but, you know, that, that level of racism is so institutionalized mm -hmm. and it's so normal that, that there's just not even any consciousness about mm -hmm. it. Um, so somebody walk and you and you know this you've worked on a labor and delivery unit and i yes. and i think it's kind of this way with nurses and you know nurses in particular i think where they're very superstitious in a way mm -hmm. like if if they've experienced a particular set of some things with a particular set of some bodies they they, they expect that to be repeated Mm -hmm. And I re I remember as a new staff labor and delivery nurse, if there was one situation in particular where the nurses were saying, oh, I don't like to do the deliveries in that room because the women always end up with C-sections or something. And I was like, don't you think that might have something to do with you? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's probably not the room. It's probably your attitude and your expectations and mm. your perspectives. And they were having like none of that. Like I obviously mm. I didn't say it that way, but it it blew my mind. And then I was like, ooh, that would make a good research study. But mm. I never got around to that. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, it clearly from my point of view, it's going to be much more important to get you back here as a midwife in our area than it is for you to do any research on that. Let someone yeah. else do that. Okay, yeah, just let right. someone else do that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Surprising journeys. So you do want to maybe say that uh, when you became a midwife, 
Um, tell yeah. me your first practice setting. Tell me. I mean, I know these things, but yes. nobody else, yes. and some people out there listening do, but let's tell yes. everyone. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> I graduated with my master's and took my certification exam in 2014. And you and I had met earlier that year. So we were already planning that I would get to share your office space. And you were in um, North Bend mm-hmm. at the time. Um, so we, we had this sweet little office that we shared and I got to be in that space like two days a week and you really were supportive because, you know, it took me a while to get my license and all that stuff. So we still, you know, we, we made that work and yeah, I had one of my first, um, pregnancy clients, uh, had been a doula client years before. So it was really sweet to get to work with them Mm -hmm. in a different role. So North Bend for a while, and then as my practice grew, I, I shared an office with a pediatrician down in Issaquah for a while. So for a while, I was, you know, bouncing back and forth between North Bend and Issaquah. Then I moved just to Issaquah, and then I moved up to Snoqualmie, which was really lovely. I had a little, um, what I was calling a health home there, um, where I, you know, was hoping to build it out and share space with other practitioners, but then life happened and that, that didn't happen. But I still do hold in my heart the dream of creating something like that, where, mm-hmm. you know, even if the birth center aspect can't happen or doesn't happen, which I would I think I would still like that to happen. Um, Still to share space with other like-minded practitioners and have it be more of a community resource. And really what I'm hoping for is to be in the community and get to know the community so that that space can meet the needs of the community because not all needs are the same from place to place. Yeah. and it really matters to me to not show up into somebody else's space and give off the vibe that I think I know what they need. That doesn't appeal to me at all. (laughs) No, that would be very foreign to you because uh, uh, Alicia, (laughs) I know you to be like, I have no doubt that you began this as a child because your whole if I want to put it this way, modus operandi or the way yes. you are programmed is to be with. You are yes. programmed to be with. You're programmed to meet people where they are. And you're, yes. then that's why this would be for you to go into a community and presume that you're, hey, I'm here, I'm taking over, would <laughs> totally not be it. It would be like, no, I'm here, I'm ready to serve. How, what yeah. is going to bring us all into the greatest attunement possible? Yes, yes. And thank you for using that word because um, attunement has been kind of vibing up in the, you know, the neural psychology world and um, mental health for sure. And I think it's just starting to filter down into the, you know, the more embodied not that mental health isn't embodied because it is but you know we Mm. have to pick and choose here in america (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we don't have to you know we choose to um but yes because when i when i heard that word the first time 
I was in a session with, I think he was an energy worker who was also, I think, like a psychotherapist or a psychologist. I'm sorry, I'm not remembering correctly, but I don't remember his name anyway. So if you're out there, hello and thank you. But he said, he said to me, he said, I think what you're talking about is attunement because I was telling him about sharing space with people Mm -hmm. and really trying to meet them where they're at and He's like, yeah, I think what you're talking about is attunement. And as I became more aware of that and have learned more, where it comes up for me and where I've heard it used a lot is in helping folks manage their trauma and their Mm. triggers, um, in particular around things like childhood trauma. And what I've come to know, which I think is fascinating, um, have you heard of ACEs, um, the... um, what is it? How did the childhood, ex- the um, adverse childhood experiences? Mm-hmm. There was a study years ago that there was like eight different experiences. And if you've had, you know, a certain number of them, there's more likelihood that you'll experience, you know, mental health issues, addiction, physical health issues down the line. Because, you know, these adverse experiences have such a huge impact on not only emotional and you know mental health development but physical aspects as well and where the attunement comes in is the flip side of that is you can have those experiences but when there's also the ability for resilience Mm -hmm. and one of the things that helps with resilience is attunement um so just even one person you know in your childhood or even later down the line because healing can happen at any point, who offers you that space of being recognized on a multi-layered um, place, in a multi-layered place. So it's, it's being seen, heard, felt, acknowledged, and held in a space of really, word on my words aren't coming today um i'm in more of a feeling than a talking space um this is unconditional unconditional love Mm. yeah that uh, it's it's un it's not that even and love has a lot of things about it but it's really an unconditional acceptance unconditional acknowledgement where yeah you are you're just meeting people where they're at without judgment and it's that it's the without judgment piece that I think is particularly powerful for people. This is such an amazing share for me to hear right now. I have um, I haven't really talked about this at all, but it, it it is appropriate here. I have a daughter that has that we have not been in communication mm-hmm. for a while, and it's it's really quite hard. It is absolutely heart-wrenching there's just no other way to 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 talk about it but I have had some real interesting input uh, from different various energy workers and and people saying that that absolutely there's love she has love for me and absolutely I stand in love for her and and part of standing in love for her is allowing her like you said that space yeah. And when and I am sure when you speak of the asses, I'm sure that you're talking about there are some certain developmental phases that are more 
susceptible to those damage points, if you would. Yes. Yeah, and, for sure. And it, it and I'm actually going to do NAMI, which is an organization for families that are supporting people that are dealing with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And I need that to be out in the world more. We need that yes. to be in the world more. We need to enhance our understanding and enhance our our knowledge that many of us are dealing with family members that are dealing with with mental health issues. Yes. And yes. and the types of uncovering that it does for you. Whoa, it's I know, so it's amazing. <laughs> it's so intense. And yet it's so yeah. beautiful. The the uncovering the uncovering as is just part of actually healing and we know healing has to happen from the inside out but we mm -hmm. cover it over and we pretend like it's all okay it's all healed yeah. it's all okay yeah but it isn't yeah. and to mm -hmm. get to where it could be actually healed involves a little bit of heart wrenching heart opening however it occurs yes. it doesn't have to be yes. wrenching, but yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. And I, I think a lot of that pain Roxanne that the the uncovering mm -hmm. and of uh, I like like the remembering like yes. you're putting your pieces back together um is painful because our culture is so bad at it so yes. I, I I think when you said it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be heart-wrenching I, I think that you're right but I, I think that there's very little opportunity for the kinds of support and, and acknowledgement and awareness that would make that process less painful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I've loved about the work that I do, whether it's as a midwife or as a nurse, it, just the interaction with people, mm -hmm. like, well, that's like the best part of the job, right? Like when I was running my own business and, and I would like, I would like like oh this is so hard dealing with the insurance company is so hard mm -hmm. making money when you're dealing with insurance companies is so hard <laughs> like why is this all so hard but i could sit with people mm -hmm. you know in clinic all day that oh, yeah. part like there that wasn't work that was joy for me mm -hmm. even even when it was challenging right because people come with their challenges and uh, you know as a feeling open-hearted person it, it a lot of that really hurts mm -hmm. but being in that space with people the attunement and the healing isn't you isn't one way it, mm -hmm. it, that's it, right it's all of us yes it's it everyone in the room has access to that to that open you know and, and that level of acceptance and when when you're met with that level of acceptance and attunement and acknowledgement, it allows you the opportunity to do that for yourself as oh, well. Yeah. Well, basically, I believe that it's almost like an open-ended, just a down, you know, it's a flow through rather than it being just something that's part. It's a, it's that idea that we all are like vessels, you know, yes. and we bring beautiful things to one another that it's not just of our own thinking oh, of yeah. it, but just yeah. that we can, I, I, I don't, I believe that you are equally aware and, uh, of this aspect. And I think that, that, I don't know if that's how you would describe it, but I would almost see 
myself as a, I don't want to say conductor, but someone that was helping the energy in the room because it is a combined experience of all the energy in the room. And there've been times when things were done, it had nothing to do with the mom that was birthing her baby, but some mommy that she had that needed to have that reassurance or some other person over here that was just um, afraid for whatever reason. And you would just be able to kind of bring in more of that things are right. Things are good. We're okay here. You're okay. This is what we expect in all of those ways, supporting people through the, that specific journey of birthing, but in so many ways in life, that's what we're all doing is seeing people through coming into a new awareness and a birth into a new level. And when we look around right now, there isn't anybody that is not in transition, is there? No, for sure. No, no. It's big, big world transition for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're all involved in it. Oh, man, that is that is just very profound. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, thank now. you for your, for your insight. Yes, I, and in particular, so you know, we, as, as midwives, we get to interact with people in a lot of different environments in a lot of different ways and birth in particular and pregnancy, you know, pregnancy mm-hmm. itself, there is, there's this energy of transition and, and pregnant people feel like open conduits in themselves, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they're, you know, they're, Pregnant people are very aware, even if, even if not conscious, of their environments, the energies and the people around them, which makes perfect you know, sense. Mm-hmm. You know, physiologically, you know, if you're in creation mode, that awareness is going to be protective. It's also going to be um, supportive because it gives it gives people access to, you know, how to get their needs met. And, and so the, the pregnancy that kind of grows and then there's this, you know, swelling of this openness where all sorts of magic can happen. And it's really hard for people to access that um, because a lot of where people meet that kind of energy is with fear um, and birth and brings up a lot of fear for people um and not just the pregnant people when there's you know quite a bit of fear that people are dealing with around pain or the huge transition from pregnant to parent you know Mm -hmm. all of these things that are really important um and it's really incredible how much that the potential of that space isn't being acknowledged or accessed because it, I mean, I, having been in that space a multitude of times, I'm still in awe of it. I mean, and there are some times where I forget it and I'm not even paying attention to it because you know, I'm doing this, that, or the other thing, but you're absolutely right. It's, it's when you're in that space and you have any kind of awareness and it, and it doesn't even have, to be conscious mm-hmm. awareness, helping people to navigate that space in a way that meets their needs, 
um, is part of the beauty of midwifing. Definitely being at yeah. the portal. Yeah. Yes. And I've been, yeah. I've had an opportunity to be at both ends at the portal. Yes. And, uh, yeah. But uh, this past year I've had um, family pass and it has happened mm-hmm. before, but I think that the portal is such a beautiful place. The whole idea of fear I have thought for the longest time is just so built upon by media and the hype of media (laughs) of not really bringing forth the reality of the power and potential and well, it is, we, we, you and I both know we, 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 because we've not only birthed ourselves, I mean, birthed our yes. babies, but been yes. with so yes. many birthing, we know the power that is there for the baby, as well as for the mom, oh, as well sure. as for the partner who's part of supporting all of this happening and being blown away at what it actually takes, you know, right. the whole the whole dynamic of how that family comes into being each time because each pregnancy, it's a new family being born. It's a new addition, but it's a new family dynamic being born for everyone. It's such a dynamic transitional time. And that's part of the mission of this program is to bring forth real stories stories from the providers, stories from the families, real lived experiences that begin to get another sound out in the way, a sound wave out in the world. You know, there are plenty of people that do experience it. And a lot of the times they want to not be part of the general mass because they want to do what they do without being, um, what do you mean, impacted I've had families that would not share with family members or with friends their plans because what they would get would be a lot of the programming that we've all been subject to. Yeah. So it's It's powerful. It's powerful. And it, and it, and I mean, and there's that could be a whole nother conversation, but the layers of how fear is played upon uh, in media, but then within the healthcare system itself, like it's 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 used as a tool and so it like it's it's almost like if i was a conspiracy theorist which i'm not but it could feel like they were doing it on purpose right mm-hmm. um because playing on that fear and keeping it present in mind sub, uh, it makes people a lot easier to manipulate absolutely um, and to get people to do what you want them to do because you're using fear as your primary tool. And that's one of the things that has angered and disgusted me the Mm -hmm. most about engaging in in the hospital system in particular, because I see it done so often and so carelessly and in, in the guise of being helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Like literally hearing doctors say to people, pregnant people who we know are open and, you know, ready to feel all these energies, 
that, oh, you know, if you don't, if you don't do this, your baby may die. Like those exact words, like, yeah, okay. Anybody can die at any point. What's your point? How is that helpful? It's just, oh. Well, it's, it's so hard because that is, there is where another distinction has to be made. And one of the distinctions that has not been made is the wisdom of the woman and the baby that are in the process of birth. And that wisdom needs to be regarded. Well, you and I both know, I mean, you're going to listen to what that mom has to say about the situation and you're going to carefully discern what the baby is telling us as well. Yeah. So yeah. we have to listen to that wisdom, but that is the wisdom that far too many providers, albeit whatever their initials, are not listening yeah. to and not regarding yeah. in the way that they have they have they have the power within them. And yeah. that is the thing that that's one of the reasons why a setting can make a difference because of the structural belief surrounding where you're at and does it fit does it fit where you are feeling you know yeah 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 and that was one of the things that like i remember like when i would be when folks would be sitting with me and like interviewing me you know to see you know if we if we would work together you know if they wanted to you know birth at home or in a birthing center versus a hospital and i would i would always offer them the perspective that in order to birth and birth well, it's really appropriate for you to be where you feel safest. Mm-hmm. And for and for some people, that's the hospital, and that's 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 awesome. We have hospitals for a reason. Um, but but that that where you feel safe part again, a lot of that we don't really talk about. But we're mammals, right? Mammals mm-hmm. are designed to birth where they feel safe. <laughs> Yeah, and, it's absolutely and so, true. And 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 again, I mean, that was just another way of giving people, you know, the space to make the decisions that worked best for them. But that's really not how the traditional American health system works. And one of the things that I became super conscious of as I was building, you know, my own midwifery practice was how the space that I created or the immediate impact of somebody entering a space that's not theirs, there's already a power differential that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was constantly working to find ways to de to, to level out that power. So you know, when I had, when I was kind of building the health home, I was trying to make it look as homey and feel as home-like as possible because I wanted people to feel like they were engaging with somebody on, you know, a more partnered and equal level, because I don't ever want to be seen by anyone as knowing something more about them than they do. I have access to a lot of tools and resources. I have a lot of training and knowledge and skills which I'm happy to have because they come in handy, yes. <laughs> but that never ever supersedes what somebody knows about their own body and their own experience. And I would literally have 
women like in their 70s crying in my in my office because they had never had a provider talk to them like that before and mm -hmm. i was like is that not the saddest thing in the world yeah, that you can make it that far in your life and never have engaged with a health health care provider who was treating you like a human being i mean that seems kind of basic to me let's <laughs> let's make the let's make the uh, clarification here they're not pregnant the 70 year olds yeah, were not no, pregnant no, yes, right you know, just, i just wanted to make know, that yeah. distinction but yes, yes, yeah no yes, that's yes. it every woman every i say every family every yes. family deserves a midwife as their caregiver at some point yeah and that's yeah. why I too felt strongly that I needed to be a nurse midwife because I wanted to take care of women throughout their health, throughout their yes. health life. And yes. you're you're right. That's so sad. But let's flip it over. How delightful that finally they get right. a provider and their level of consciousness is raised to where they can spread the word. And then we can literally yes. have people yes. that expect that level of care expect that level and you know there are there are yep. definitely many more conscious aware consciously determined people to have the provider and the experience and the level of support yes. that they know they deserve and that we each deserve so yes yes very powerful point yes yeah yeah especially i i think the the Pacific Northwest is really good for that. Like it feels to me, you know, with all the the, tra the traveling that I have done, um, that there is a more communal, widespread sense of you know, kind of like autonomy, <laughs> you know, body autonomy, and that kind of awareness of you know, decision making being in the hands of the person whose body they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you're going back to your point about the media. I think that that has a huge piece to play as well, because if people don't see it, they don't know it exists. Right. Right. That's one of the things Roxanne, that I loved about getting to see, you know, people from puberty till kind of end of life was like, if I could get, if I could get like, you know, a 10, 11, 12, 13 year old, you know, in, yes. in my, if they came into my office and they were usually brought by parents and their first interaction with somebody wasn't having them stripped down to yes. and sit in a paper gown and be poked and prodded, just like talking with them. Mm -hmm. And I, I was thinking, you know, or if they needed any kind of exam, talking them through it first, mm -hmm. you know, having it be led by them, directed yes. by them. And more, oh, the best thing ever was getting to say, if at any point you want me to stop, right. tell me to. That's right. Right? Right. And like, and now if they go, any other provider they ever see, that's going to be their basis. Their right? frame of and, reference. And, and, that's right. Right? That's right. And if you can say no stop to a doctor, you're in a good place because a lot of people can't say that. They've mm. been trained out of it. And ooh. Yeah. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're coming back. You're going to yes. be here on the, uh, you're going to be in the San Juan. No, where are you going to be? Yeah. Yes, yeah. in the San yeah. Juan. Oh, what a re-entry place. It's yeah. a full yeah. circle for you. It is. Yeah, I, wow. was, I was born in Seattle, 
but I was raised on San Juan Island. Yes. So um, going back to the land that I grew up on, the mm. cabin I grew up in is still there. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'm going and I'm going to build a life there. And again, really, I mean, I do know, still know people up there, but I haven't been a member of that community in a long time. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to be working as a nurse in, in a um, family practice, a primary care clinic. Which I'm mm. actually really excited about because I'll get exposure to a lot of different things. You're going to and be a lot of. Oh, I'm so Go sorry. Ahead. You're going to be a nurse practitioner there. No, no, just you're going to be a nurse. Yeah, not okay. just not just a nurse. No, no, no. Nurse. You're going to be a nurse. I just wondered in yeah. that clinic, it yeah. could be you worked as a nurse practitioner too. No, not... no, not yet, not okay. yet. So there are um, there are no nurse midwives on the island practicing as nurse midwives. Um, so again, my plan is to be there and to get to know people and get a sense of what the community needs. And then hopefully uh, find some people who want to build something awesome with me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I I am sure <laughs> that that, I, don't, I can't tell you when and I can't tell you where, but I have yes. absolute confidence that that is going to be exactly what happens. And uh, yeah, because yeah, that has been, well, I mean, we just stated it a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, but that is the, the times are calling for it and the people yes. are acknowledging that calls and, yeah. that, and having like-minded people joining hands and hearts, so much can be accomplished. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That, that is wonderful. So I know that you're going as a nurse and I know that you're going to work there as a nurse. Well, now I know it wasn't, I mean, potentially nurse practitioner, but I, um, will you, do you think that you're going to start to back up? I mean, be a a hand or go to, go to any out out of hospital bursars is very too soon to tell. Yeah, it is too, too soon, soon to tell. It's a yeah, logistically I, kind of challenging because you're on the island. So yes. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I, and I think that, I mean, that's definitely part of like getting to know the community. Right. Um, because, you know, it's not, there's not a lot of births that happen there. But at this point, there are no births that, quote unquote, no births, who knows what people are doing outside of the system. But the hospital that's mm-hmm. there, it's a critical access, but it doesn't have labor and delivery. So that everyone is being transported off the island mm-hmm. to have their babies, mm-hmm. which is a huge deal, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to be working for that hospital system, so I'm sure I will have the opportunity to kind of get to know, um, you know, who's in charge, what their thoughts are. I mean, I, I'm really confident the main reason they don't have a labor delivery is financial. But, well, you know, yeah. doing something like a side-by-side unit or something like that, I mean, would be, I mean, I, they do have OBs that are visiting. I don't believe there's anyone who's living on the island, but doing some sort of collaborative practice would be a potential, maybe. So we'll see. Yeah, and who knows? <laughs> who knows Anything what will can happen. happen. Yeah, anything yeah. can happen. Yep. Yes. And so what with we we have a little bit of time left and i just want okay. to know what do you think if, as you do look out and as you do go 
the transition from it being predominantly hospital-based and predominantly um, that's the system mm -hmm. and knowing that we do have the worst outcomes and we're taking them around the world. What are some of your thoughts on how we can do grassroots level besides what we're talking about here of, yeah. of training, of turning the tide of making the transition? Well, yeah. So things that we've already talked about, you know, getting the word out, super important. But I, one thing that I'm sensitive to and that I think we could do a lot of work in is giving more space to the voices of people of color and indigenous peoples. Um, they carry a lot of wisdom and a lot of, um, particularly around pregnancy and birth and, you know, supporting families. And we have, we as a greater culture, you know, the colonizers in particular um, have done a huge disservice to them in so many ways. But I really believe if we create more and more space for, for those peoples to share what they know, not in ways that I'm saying like we need to take that and benefit from it, but if they have the space to do that with the people that they want to do that with, with their communities, that that will filter out into the other communities. And that that's already happening, like what Jenny Joseph is doing, yes. um, really, really wonderful work. And she's, you know, her community is growing and there's a greater awareness of it happening, not so that we can take what take anything from those people, but so that other people become conscious enough and trusting enough in themselves to do what's right for their communities as well. Because if, I mean, if we can, if we can make it really hard for people, we can make it easier for them too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can yeah. learn so much. You learn so much more if you're willing to listen to people that you've not listened to. Yes. If you're willing to, and open, and open, then you can discover so much more. It's it's like the difference of being someone that speaks one language versus someone that can speak more than one, two or yep. more. You, yep. you have a fuller vocabulary now. You have more yep. ways to describe something. You have more of an open mind to the possibilities. And it's okay to have differing opinions. It's only the superiority complex that yes. destroys the chance of really making it valuable. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely e ego can definitely get in the way. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> it's very skilled at doing that. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> very, very skilled. It's been doing it for literally since the beginning of time. Yes, yes, yep, yep. But the potential, the potential. To create something completely different is with each breath we take. Yeah. The the, yeah. the commitment, the intention of of and I've I've been reading Atomic Habits 
Have you read this? Oh, Have you heard this? no, I haven't. Oh, it's so good. It's just talking about everybody that, that both like Olympics, anybody that, that plays, the people that lose also had the same motivation as the people that won. So mm -hmm. it isn't motivation. But yeah. what they were talking about, it's those tiny habits. It's what we do. It's what we choose to do with yeah. our life by intention and having specific plans for how we're going to implement this in our, this time. Like yeah. if somebody's going to be a writer, well, they got to write, you know, <laughs> but the minute you're writing something, you're a writer. Yeah. It's not something you attain to. The minute you yep. start incorporating it in your life, then it's yep. real. And yep. I, I, I find that very profound. And of course, we want to expand ourselves, you know, expand ourselves in, in terms of, and you, I, I think that if I knew your strengths from um, Strength Finder, Learner <laughs> has got to be one of them because you yes. are committed to learning. Well, you, <laughs> yes. and teaching. <laughs> And teaching. Yeah. Let's be let's yes. be very forthright with that. You've taught as well. You've taught yeah. uh, both midwives, and um, d of course, teaching is definitely a core part of midwifery. It's a core yes. part of being a nurse. Yeah, yeah, it's a core. Yeah, it's a core part. Yep, it is. Do you see yeah. yourself well, teaching that, again? I, and I think that's part. That's part of you know being with people and meeting them where they're at as well. Is that just like sharing knowledge and skills and and I that just it's like yeah when and when I'm you know with other nurses and you know or in a labor and delivery unit and somebody asks about oh well what about this and I'll be like oh well da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but I'm also really sensitive to like I don't go into a labor and delivery unit mm -hmm. and I'm like hey I'm a midwife with a doctorate I know all this stuff let me teach you because that wouldn't go over well and it's just not my style but when those opportunities come up I'm always really excited to you know share my knowledge and to hear what other people are doing and what their insights are yeah I definitely am a lifelong learner Yes. Yeah, be concerned if I ever say I have it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just remind you who you are. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you are a lifelong learner. That's it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. there's always room for more. Yes, for sure. So what other what other things do you have in your thoughts that we may, may not have even touched on that you would like to share with us too? Hmm. I don't know. I feel good. I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> I feel like we've covered a lot of good territory. Oh, yes, we have. And that's not too surprising, is it? No, <laughs> we it always is. do. It's so much fun. It is so much fun. Oh, if you could pick a song for 2022, what would it be? Mm. If you wanted to, you, you get to choose and you know, you, you are a singer too. I do love to sing. Oh my goodness! Was <laughs> is there a song you would share with us? Oh goodness, I don't know if I'm up for singing today. But you know, it's it really interesting because the first song that came to mind when you said that was the Hokey Pokey. <laughs> I love it! I love it! <laughs> so I think that's my 2022 song. 
you know, you put your right hand in, take your right hand out, put your right hand in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about, right? Yes! That seems appropriate. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think that if there's anything that we're really getting the message for, it is you, there is no, going with the flow is, has yes. to be what it is yeah. because yep. we cannot make a concrete plan and absolutely no. feel that, that thought that we could do that has yep. been, there's a humility that has been taught. <laughs> There's a more yes. of a sense of Ooh, many of us are, yeah. Go ahead. With, there's, yeah, a lot of unknown. Yes, but and with uh, there, you know, a lot of trep. Yeah, a lot of trepidation about that unknown. But then there's also the aspect of the possibilities, right? Like not, absolutely not, not being so bound by, you know, the future being more concrete. Um, and, and that works well for me because I, that's kind of my, how I operate in the world anyway. I really, right. I like variety and, you know, doing things differently, like yes. driving this different routes, even to the same places. I know that that's not everybody's jam. Um, so I get that it's, it's really hard for mm -hmm. a lot of people to feel safe when there's so much unknown, mm -hmm. but, but from my perspective, that's really the way life it always is. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think what it has done is changed the illusion yeah. that we had yeah. that it was exactly so yes. Yes. so much in control of of all yeah. these things, but to have that the ability to grow in the faith in the in the faith or the the and everyone has different beliefs and different describers of how their beliefs are but fundamentally to feel that you are connected there's more of a sense of connectedness i've been in new platforms and social media like clubhouse that is yeah. just being able to be connected with people all over the world at any yeah. time and yeah. zoom and everything so and and one of my favorite things on on facebook is where you get to see the view from people's windows Yes. Oh, isn't that awesome? It's so yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It's so yeah. wonderful. You know, I love, I love the view from my home, and I love living where I love. But there's so many amazing places in the world. Yes. And every yes. place, every place, no matter how simple, no matter how grandiose, mm -hmm. there's beauty. There's beauty yes. everywhere. There's beauty everywhere, and yeah. being able to be present and breathe and be connected with one another and supporting each other. And I, I really feel that everyone has, of course, their, everyone has their specific uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And I, for one, that's why I'm so delighted that you're returning because your specific mm. uniqueness is one that I love in my area. 
I love oh. the brightness. I love the, I just, I just love the way that you express yourself and, mm. Um, thank you yeah yeah that's very very sweet I appreciate that thank you for sharing yeah. that yeah I know that a lot of people a lot of people that you've had to, an opportunity to both serve as a midwife and to uh, teach as an instructor and to precept as a as mm -hmm. a midwife preceptor and there's just a grand amount of people that have had that spark of Alicia and they're so <laughs> so incredibly happy. They're out there doing happy dances. Oh my gosh! Yeah. She's coming back. She's always back. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So <laughs> yes, it feels really good. I'm really really looking forward to getting back home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a good time to come home. Yes, yes, home. I believe that. It for really sure. is. So if you weren't singing the song, do you have any other songs that you have on your mind? Because if we don't talk the whole time, I want to take this out with a song. So you oh, either get a song yes. or, or a talk. Yeah, it could be either. It's just whatever you want to to bring to this time. Oh, 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 oh. There's so many good ones. I know a song that's been on my mind a lot lately is... Um, Slip Sliding Away by oh, yes. um, Paul Simon. Thank you for taking time to do this interview. Yes. And Thank you. Yeah, and then Been once good. you get in and you know more about your community, we'll have you back on here and you can tell all the yes. stuff that you've learned <laughs> and what's going on and what is the, the creations are going to happen. Yes. All right, Alicia. Many blessings. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm, good to see you. <laughs> good to see you. Slip sliding away. Slip sliding away. The nearer your destination, the more you slip sliding away. I know a man, he came from my hometown. He wore his passion for his woman like a thorny crown. He said, Dolores, I live in My love for you is so overpowering I'm afraid that I will disappear Slip sliding away Slip sliding away You know the nearer your destination The more you slip sliding away And I know a woman Became a wife these are the very words she uses to describe her life She said a good day ain't got no rain She said a bad days when I lie in bed and think of things that might have been Slip sliding away Slip sliding away 
Oh, you slip sliding away. 